podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. This is Nikki Yu, also known as Faces Trader, and you're watching Nikki uh, Mark. Uh, sorry, you're watching the Awesome Tenex Global Market Update. It's March 23, 2021. It's a Tuesday. So let's begin. Okay, so this Tuesday, actually, we got a good market move last night. But I want to share a few news flows that uh, that really ha- uh, that really happened, no. So one of the biggest news is actually the Discord acquisition or a potential acquisition by Microsoft. Um, so this is uh, shared by Bloomberg. Microsoft is talking to acquire Discord. It's a video game chat community for more than ten billion dollars, according to the people familiar with the matter. So right now, Discord is known by everyone because of its free services, letting gamers communicate by video, voice, and text. People who are stuck at home during pandemic do have increasingly used this technology for either study groups, dance classes, book clubs, virtual gatherings. It's actually more like a Zoom video in itself. So, um, and it's actually more like a clubhouse, a Slack, a Viber, all in one. So it's a really useful app- uh, application. And I'd argue that this is actually very helpful for Microsoft. Um, take note that Microsoft last year did try to buy TikTok and Pinterest, but that didn't happen. Microsoft, with all of its um, acquisitions, is actually very good. This is actually all for the best for Microsoft, Xbox, and Discord being a gaming, uh, gaming community. So we have to explain this great thing. Indeed, um, Satya Nadella, for all of his uh, great accomplishments, is also a very good m He's always been good in his push to the cloud, cloud computing. Take note that Microsoft was uh, able to hit um, in just seven years from 2013, well, eight years now, 2021, 2013 to 2021, um, the things that Amazon tried to achieve in more than 14 years. So a very good move. Uh, Indeed, Microsoft is still number two. Microsoft Azure is still number two versus Amazon Web Services. But in, pay, in, the, in the pace of growth, I'd say that Microsoft was the growth stock in the cloud computing space. Just want to share that Satya Nadella indeed is a great acquisition acquirer. Mm, take note that they bought Zenimax Media in 2020 for $7.5 billion, GitHub in 2018 for $7.5 billion, LinkedIn in 2016 for $26.2 billion, and now Discord. So um, one of the best uh, news that I saw for the day, uh, this is actually a very good news for Microsoft shareholders. And I'm not sure if FMAC, FMAC is going to go up, but um, there has been a lot of rumors that first Mac, FMAC, first mark was supposed to be Discord. Um, but maybe because of this news, either Discord is now private or um, if it's ever going to go public, mm, Microsoft has a sizable stake in it. So... I'm not sure how the market would react, uh, but I would say that this is a huge positive indeed for Microsoft. Uh, first things first, I think that Discord is a wonderful application. And um, this, is one, this is one of the reasons why Awesome 10X actually transitioned to, a, to, its, very own, um, to its very own Discord channel. It's, uh, it's, it's better than Slack, better than Viber, 
I, I would I'd argue better than Clubhouse. So it has all of them, just all in one. So uh, I I'm I'm supportive of this. It's actually more of a a sad thing to. I'd argue that um, this is going to be positive for Microsoft. This partnership of Microsoft and Discord is actually more of a, how should I say this? It, uh, it beats the Salesforce acquisition of Slack, if you ask me. So there. Okay, so let's also discuss a few things. Um, this week is still going to be a lot of earnings. And I'd like to share a few earnings calls that are probably going to happen within the week. So far, uh, after the earnings call of Volkswagen, you could see that Volkswagen has been rising from about $28 to as high as $48. Let's read more news about what's happening in VWAGY or Volkswagen. Um, let's see. I'll show you. Okay, so right now, Volkswagen has been an electric car that didn't go up since the tech stock rally. Now, there, are, there is actually a Deutsche Bank report wherein um, sharing that Volkswagen um, platform for batteries itself is probably already worth $300 billion. And so paying at about $600 billion or just double that is um, still a discount given what it could achieve in the next um, 5 to 10 years of the electric revolution. Let's read the news. Uh, Volkswagen should get more credit for its battery-powered car strategy leading the company to even surpass Tesla in their electric vehicle sales soon as next year. That is an according to Deutsche Bank. If the market would apply the multiple similar to Tesla and NIO to simply Volkswagen's battery electric vehicle business, it's already worth $230 billion, more than all the company is worth today. So even just the battery electric business is worth $230 billion. Analysts are leading a report by Tim Rocosa, a report last uh, yesterday, which is Monday. This is why they lifted their Volkswagen target shares by 50% to 270 euros. Um, yeah, I will share to you um, what this catch-up valuation is right now. So this is an OTC. So let's talk about Volkswagen in, uh, in the Europe front. So Volkswagen is uh, in Germany. So I think this is what he's talking about, Val. So... Indeed, uh, in fairness, Volkswagen has been rising already ever since the earnings front as more and more people are seeing a glaring value here. So uh, I'd argue that not all of us were able to ride this huge move from about 200 to 360 in just a couple of days. Notice that this was Mar uh, February 25 and this is just uh, March 15 or very short, um, a very short span of time, uh, uh, almost a double on Volkswagen. For those who have it, congrats. I was arguing that, yes, there was a catch-up play happening on these electric vehicles, but I didn't act on it. <clears throat> so I will, I'm looking to make a buy purchase, however, if it does go down a little bit. Volkswagen has a lot of partnerships. You'll know that uh, QuantumScape and Volkswagen are, are, are working together just as Luminar Technologies are also. So um, speaking of those partners... QuantumScape just recently um, said that they are selling uh, 19 million shares at about $57. So you would argue that tonight maybe it goes down to about 57 or 58 And uh, that is a share offering. I'll read to you the exact news on QuantumScape. Um, share offerings are usually done for the company to, to basically uh, raise money. So 13 million shares are proposed as an offering. So I would argue that yes, QuantumScape would fall tonight. From $64 to $57. But usually, um, 
I'm not sure if it really drops at $57 or maybe it hits $58. But usually there are some supporters at about $57 to $58. They announced an underwritten public offering of 13 million shares. So expecting a gap down on uh, QuantumScape tonight uh, of about 10% at the very least uh, after this uh, condition is uh, offered. So QuantumScape is going to use the money for building a larger QSO pre-pilot line than recently announced and to cover the full share of equity contributions with joint venture with Volkswagen for the previously disclosed 20 gigawatt hertz expansion of QS1 joint manufacturing facility, as well as working capital and general corporate purposes. Uh, you're noticing that right now, a lot of the companies are actually using the cheap credit and the cheap um, equity shares, um, sorry, what I'm saying is that the, the easy money right now is being taken advantage by many companies such as QuantumScape uh, in using um, that free, uh, basically it's almost like free money for them to sell these shares, 13 million shares at $57. Uh, that helps them raise uh, 600, almost like how much less, 57, 570 plus 150 is about, how much is that, uh, $720 million. So uh, for the company to raise $720 million overnight at a discount, which normally is a discount, right? Um, you'll see that uh, that, is, uh, that would be uh, signaling a, uh, a short-term uh, peak for QuantumScape. So um, these are peaks that we are seeing, 73 and 64. And this placement actually helps us understand that the, the company is willing for the shares to go down uh, to as low as 57 at the very least. So that's one news for you. Mm. I'd like to share to you this uh, exact news. Um, actually, I, I'll say that uh, if I had a topic for today's episode, it's cheap money yet choppy and fragile markets 2021. As of March 23, you could argue that there are still a lot of risks that are tormenting your financial markets. China's crusade against the risk is to mark is um that's the exact line in uh, in bloomberg avoiding the bubble china's stock market has always been driven by liquidity since 2013 you can take a look at uh, how liquid it was that uh, that spurred this huge move of about two and a half trillion on china's stock market index in the last seven years we argue that it's the same thing again happening so um because china is afraid that uh, this can go escalate into other bubbles um they are doing a de-risking campaign one of the ways that they are doing that are steamrolling a $1.3 trillion route in Chinese equities is um, to stun everyone from Ant Group to Tencent and, um, these, uh, and growing concerns about the fintech industry in general. So they are attacking um, big tech, fintech one by one. Quick reversals are showing how Communist Party is still uh, an outsized influence on in China's fin financial markets, despite the increasing presence of foreign investors. Although regulators are very vocal about their intentions in the past, almost all the party policies have been remaining opaque to outsiders. What's very clear right now is Beijing is determined to tackle risk uh, with leverage almost 280% today of economic output. China is increasingly complex. Officials have expressed that they are concerned about the asset prices deviating from economic fundamentals and there's also a risk of financial turmoil abroad. So this month alone, the nation's watchdog warned about the leverage in the industry. They created new financial crusades about these uh, deleveraging efforts. Uh, so far, China has accumulated a record debt pile of uh, after the global financial crisis, binging on credit just to avoid the economic slump of the West. So right now, they're saying that the shadow banking industry has led to 
higher money market rates, and a slump in government bonds. Markets are in danger of experiencing a replay of 2017 and 2018 with excess capacity, high leverage as the targets. With another $1.9 trillion spending package of Biden, um, Beijing is cautioning about this uh, stimulus package of Joe Biden. This is one of the reasons why there is a huge divergence between China's stock index, which is now headed for its worst month since 2016, while uh, red relative to the global benchmarks. So financial stability will face complex and severe challenges. There is a spread, a risk of a financial contagion if we cannot avoid the systemic financial risk. I think that it tells you and under, underpins to everyone who's listening to me why um, Awesome 10X is actually aware of the market situation that we are in a choppy market. We're actually in a fragile market. We're not in a bull run. So let's take a look at further news as well. With a lot of cheap credit, this is something that is concerning me as well. Take note that in 2014, um, that's the only time when, um, when people were actually willing to, to pay um, very cheap rates uh, for oil companies. And right now, because of the cheap money abundant, even shale explorers uh, are, are able to finance all of their debts at, uh, at half the cost. So in 2021... With a, with a lot of uh, energy names that are actually not, not as huge revenue as before, um, you're seeing them able to refinance uh, at a very cheap rate. Let's tell you the news. Occidental Petroleum, Apache, and Continental Resources are so far the largest issuers of high-yield debts. These are your junk bond debts. Um, they're actually issuing $13 billion just in the second half of 2020. And so far, there's also follow-ups on Antero, Comstock, and Hillcorp. This is what I am afraid of. The, the corporate debt bubble um, is very afraid for me. Um, you're seeing Chesapeake, for instance. Bonds are just yielding 5.87%. Um, something that I'm not saying that it is like a subprime, but... I am aware that the industries of the oil industry is not that attractive to be able to get such low borrowing costs. Um, the, these borrowing costs are expanding drilling programs at a time when the world is transitioning away from oil to actually renewable. So I'm not sure what, um, what, what these are and it actually is concerning for me. You know, um, it's not just U.S. shale explorers that are able to get and lock in low rates. Even a Canadian exploration production company can refinance their existing debt. Water infrastructure companies also asking $400 million to refinance debt for general purposes. So as you could see, these refinancing, this underwriting and offering, the good management of um, the CFOs of these following companies know that it's almost as if it's stupid for them not to borrow money because of the cheap abundant, um, cheap, abundant money out there. So if I was the CFO of the company, of course, that is something that I would issue, which is issue bonds, issue shares at these cheap money levels and um, take advantage of that cheap money to further increase our company's balance sheet, save on the interest expenses. And while people are looking at the valuations of Apple and Tesla soaring to $3 trillion by 2030 in the next 10 years, you've seen how ARK Invest actually shared a $3 trillion tar target for Tesla which is actually almost, um, well, right now, Tesla is about, not yet a trillion, but so far about 600 to 700 billion. So a 3 trillion mark is something in the realm of times four, uh, times four of current levels. Um, for that to happen, 
for for that to happen, you have to assume so much on the robo taxis, which is um, bullish so much on Ark Invest part. In fairness, and um, some investors do not agree with that bullish call. You could see that the Nasdaq actually got an ugly one point six trillion dollars in a month ago. So from Feb twelve all the way till today, March twenty three, you're noticing that the heat up in inflation and the ten year Treasury yields, all of those. All of those um, questions have never been answered. Um, and a month after, you will still continue to see choppy markets and every high would still be sold by the market leaders. So um, a few analysts of uh, Citigroup and Wedbush did analyze Apple to perhaps hit $3 trillion in current market cap. And still up to date, Apple is the most valuable stock in the world. However, um, part of the decline is right now, you're seeing that the general rotation are outside the growth and momentum stocks and into the value trades as optimism about the economic growth, the reopening, or getting the rotation from the, from the drop on your growth stocks. Now, it's hard to discount anything right now, as analysts are saying, amount of money printing is going on. However, I don't know how much the money in the system can really take it in. So as long as money keeps being printed at that rate, it's going to be um, a choppy market. So Tesla hasn't proven, rem I mean, it has yet to prove remarkable profitability. Yes, there is a profitable model in Tesla, but can it really um, break into the valuation of $3 trillion? Right now, it's trading at about $600, $700 billion because it made a breakthrough on EVs, becoming a mass market concept, and that is already worth this valuation. To get a triple or quadruple out of it, you really have to show that robo-taxis as a business is already happening and not just talking. So also take note at dollar bulls. Uh, they're very leveraged. You're noticing that um, we, we noticed this move in the dollar spike. That's why actually starting February 16, 17, 18, we started selling off all of our stocks, trimming, uh, and then we nuked it all. Um, and then really very little minimal exposure in the, in, the, in the U.S. markets right now. We are long slightly only on a few companies, but it just tells you that the macro environment is still going to be murky. The leverage levels of today's uh, fund managers or even, even retail investors, which are comprising 25% of the entire market, is very high, which isn't quite a recipe for a very huge bull run. The leverage is so high, and um, with, the, with the turn in the dollar, you'd say that um, the financing ability for these hedge funds or any retail investor who are still margin might actually be margin called or liquidated in the next few weeks to months. So I'd say that uh, my argument is still to be a little bit cautious despite the fact that there are, there are of course, opportunities in a market sell-off. So there are some hedge funds that are actually capitulating on their short dollar bets after a surge in treasury yields have appended the favorite global macro strategy. So take note that for the longest time, the easiest carry trade was simply to just uh, sell the dollar and go long anything, whether it be euro or whether it be Japanese yen or Aussie or New Zealand, Kiwi dollars and so forth. Now, uh, a huge change to favor the dollar is actually telling you that um, people are trying to weigh in on how much how much can we actually get bullish on money printing of the dollar, which actually weakens the dollar versus how big the feverish inflation fears really are. So um, 
So there are some people who are actually unwinding that massive carry trade on the dollar. And um, you're seeing that it's a, it's a debate right now whether we are recovering spurred by vaccine rollouts and stimulus spending or is this just happening only in the U.S. As we are seeing still um, a difficult, um, the, the world is not really recovering. It, it could be good only in select companies, select countries, but it's not the world. So if it's about the world, it's not evenly recovering. So yeah, and just as all technologies are, it's not even. So this is a just a just a wonderful research report by Deutsche. I haven't really read the exact Deutsche report on Volkswagen, but this one is uh, interesting for me. So many people are still saying that um, there is still a death in a potential bull market because of the Treasury bills. Uh, treasury, uh, the Treasury is signaling a troublesome asset linkage. So right now, tech stocks are actually very sensitive to U.S. debt. Um, this is something that has been huge ever since um, the most negative since 1999, according to Bank of America. You have the sharpest bond sell-off, and it's all hitched into the cheap money era. So you've got volatility on Mexican peso, Australian dollar, due to the gyrations of the treasury. Um, this, the, this duration heuristic is the most powerful force in the market at present. And although the treasury route has been taking place for good reasons, such as a, an economic cycle boost, you have to understand that big tech has a huge correlation with bonds. Netflix, Facebook, these are all nature, by nature long duration bonds. And when economic growth plunges in a pandemic, investors bought these thinking that low rates for a long time. So um, economies would expand in the fastest pace since 1980s when bond yields are on the rise. And, um, and therefore, cyclicals like energy and financials today have thus regained some favor. In the U.S., um, the problem is that your big tech is a very chunky sector. Your NASDAQ is a huge risk because of this equity duration. So all that, I, all that I could say, whether you understand bonds or yields, is that there is still a huge correlation between what's happening in the treasury bonds, between the financial contagion, systemic risk happening in China, and the huge um, uneven distribution of COVID vaccines throughout the world. The sensitivity to credit is also very elevated and highly margined debt on many funds as well as retail should actually be a caution sign, as well as the fact that even ARC Innovation, perhaps one of the most uh, touted best fund, is actually losing 20%, 25% from its peak. So um, I'd say that more, more people still have to be cautious. Nonetheless, in a few bright spots, I'd like to share a firm's results. This result happened in February 11, 2021. I've been listening to the investor presentation. I'm going to read to you some highlights. For those who don't know who a firm is, it is a fintech arm. They got listed last year, had an IPO. It is a more flexible and transparent alternative to credit cards. So since founding a firm throughout this day, our mission has always been to build honest financial products that improve lives. We've aligned our success with the success of both sides of the e-commerce system, winning when our customers and our, com and our merchants win. And so during the last quarter, we continued to demonstrate this approach and it translated into the results. So um, we grew our active consumers 52%, our merchant base is up 90% year over year. Revenue growth was up 57% year over year. 
Our quarterly gross merchandise volume is a record $2.1 billion of 55% increase as well. As we look ahead, we remain committed to empower consumers to take control of their finances, helping the merchants grow their revenue on their platform and develop new innovative solutions, establishing the ubiquity of our network and breadth of our platform. So um, I'm happy to share um, that um, there are great companies that still remains. And uh, for those who are listening in, I'd argue that you go to the website of a firm. They've got events and presentations. Um, you could uh, just sign up for their webcasts. And um, in short, ask yourself why a firm is the preferred uh, partner of Peloton, Shopify, and Walmart. I think that um, they have enough company uh, reasons for you to understand why a firm here about $82 all the way to about 67 is actually an interesting uh, business to actually acquire as the market is still in a choppy market. So my strategy is to study great companies and actually accumulate slowly the great companies that I, I've always wanted. So a firm was a, an IPO that I've always wanted since 2020. I found it was a bit expensive at about $120 when it listed, just as how expensive I feel Airbnb still continues to date. So, um, but with the drop recently on this IPO, um, I'm more... Um, I'm more willing to take a look on it, especially after their earnings showed everything that I liked. So if you look at the diverse channels, um, you could see that they're not just a, a, a partner of Peloton. You could see that um, huge sporting goods, that's Peloton, home lifestyle, fashion, beauty, travel, ticketing, other electronics. Um, the buy now, pay later is actually more of a dual front. It's a, I'd say it's a half breed. It's half Jetson and it's half Flintstones. Half Linstones because some of their partners are not necessarily all e-commerce. Uh, and they're actually enabling people instead of paying a straight credit card. Um, it's a buy now, pay later. It's always been a question on how much competition there remains. But the fact is that if people prefer using them, which is exemplified by the growth of their GMVs and their active consumer growth, you could see that they are winning ahead of the pack even against so many um, competition in the fintech space. So uh, I think that more people have to study Affirm, A-F-R-M, ticker symbol Affirm. And uh, this is a business that I am also um, conscientiously looking in to get some buys uh, on any dips, actually. So I have a few positions at 82, and I'll be willing to buy more at 75 and lower. Okay, um, that's it for today's uh, update. Uh, I'll, ask, I'll check your questions. Uh, somebody's asking, is, is Discord FMAC? That is just a speculation because First Mark does have a huge stake on Discord. So there's still no news whether FMAC is Discord, especially after this, um, this potential acquisition by Microsoft. It could be possible that the First Mark managers will be unloading their stake to Microsoft and they might not hit us back anymore. I'm not quite sure. Um, it is really a great acquisition. Do you have a public Discord now? Um, so far, our Discord is still in the Inner Circle members, so registered members um, through our website, www.awesome10x.com. It's how we uh, get subscribers to give them, facilitate to them um, updates uh, on ideas and classes. What do you think about AMC? Uh, thank you. Um, AMC, I think, has become a meme stock if if I have to be very um very honest about here, uh, there was this 
I remember that they got hundreds of millions of dollars on um they won hundreds of millions of dollars on a lawsuit. Uh I think it had to with The Walking Dead and I forgot. But um other than that, I think that AMC has resistances at current levels of 12, 13, 14. I don't watch uh, AMC a lot. Uh so I would I mean, I don't watch the stock per se. I don't follow the stock per se. So maybe my comments might be not the best comment but i don't think that it's the high priority i mean it's not high priority for me eugene's asking should we dump fmac not necessarily um i think that in general spacs right now have a selling pressure about 13 dollars every time uh, 13 or 30 percent higher from the 10 dollar mark but um if you believe that the fact that discord is a great company uh perhaps if people believe that um, the hedge fund managers or the early investors of... Because the thing that you have to understand is that the reason why people are speculating or guessing, uh, they're doing an educated guess that FMAC was supposed to be Discord. Um, so let's say it isn't. doesn't matter because Firstmark has exuded that, that management has the capability to find and invest in a company, make 10x, 20x, 100x, and actually, Microsoft's buyout of Discord is actually more of an affirmation and vindication to FMAC more than anything. So it's more of a positive thing to me. So I, I, I don't think it's a dump. Actually, it's more of a bullish thing. It's a bullish news. Why is Pintuato declining? Normal, uh, Pintuato has gone up about 20 to 200. Usually, I'd argue that a 10x move is not sustainable no matter how great a company is. So Pintuato has been declining just because of high growth and high valuation. Pintuato would be a buy for me at about 125, maybe a drop near $100, but I'll, I'll wait at about 115. Starting there, I'll start accumulating. Do you own any BVNNF? It's a cannabis beverage. Nope, I don't have that. Um, so far, I am very picky with some of the companies I'm buying. I am, um, I'm so far very liquid, to be fair. Um, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too long in the markets. However, I have been starting to deploy. Uh, it's just that I guess I'll be neutral. I'm neutral. I'm not too bullish, but I'm neither too bearish. But if I have a choice, I think that we have about two to three months worth of uh, of choppiness and fragility in the markets. I think what's important is to check what's happening as well in China. So let's take a look at what happened in CSI 300, which is already hitting um, the lowest in, uh, in, in the last few days, in the last few months. So this is your Hong Kong, uh, sorry, your Chinese index, CSI 300. Um, it's fallen uh, from about 6,000 to about 5,000 already or more than um, 20% from an index standpoint. Uh, although it hasn't trickled in for the rest of the world, uh, this is what's happening. This is since, when, when is this? February 10? February 18? So uh, we are seeing that... Um, more you have to be more careful um with the current markets it's actually hitting almost your july levels so with with a further clamp down um you might see uh, a potential uh drop reverberate in the entire markets not just in china usually when uh when there's uh this um how should i say this when there's divergence in markets and it's it's usually correlated 
it tells you that um, the dollar spike, the dollar bull spike, the drops in Chinese names, and um, the caution warnings of the regulators are already giving us warning signs not to be too bullish. Um, so so um, in terms of cannabis names, I'm actually out for my portfolio. I don't have cannabis right now. American Battery Metals has a buyer at about 1.6, but you have to just simply be aware that um, American Battery Metals would wait around May 2021, so that's about two months, for their uh, actual, um, they're going to break ground for their first uh, battery plant. So they're building their battery plant. Your thoughts on Pinterest, Twitter, and Snapchat? Um, Twitter, I'm okay with it. Pinterest and Snapchat, I am not too aware. Um, I know that they're bullish in terms of charts only. Um, and I know that Pinterest has been um, warmly received by the market since 12 it went to 70 dollars usually um i doubt that you could really get uh pinterest and snapchat at a lower level so it's going to be a buy and pullback it's just that um between the three i am more bullish or more confident on twitter simply just because i know twitter more so yeah it's more on that how about gme's earnings report um uh, it's very volatile i don't think the gme trades in fundamentals so um i would avoid it um i would avoid doing anything about it neither long neither sell it's, i mean if you're a long i'd say that you should have gone long as low as 30 40 50 dollars or even three to seven dollars so any prices at these levels are not in your favor lemonade and room energy any thoughts um for fintech lemonade i'm okay to buy about well i'd wait um there's no immediate need right now you could see that the the markets would be choppy it's gonna be fragile so um, it's very clear that Lemonade has selling pressure at about 110 and uh, 120. It's also expensive here, right? So 110, you've got a resistance, very strong uh, pullback. Can there be buyers here at $90? I'd argue that there are buyers here, 90 to 70. If you're a bull, uh, wait it out at about 88 to $70 for Lemonade. I'm a bull on Lemonade, but I would wait lower. Bloom Energy is still uh, more of a nascent technology, I'd argue. So maybe below $20, I would wait for it below $20. I'll be more comfortable at about $14. So yeah, it hasn't fallen yet. I'll be waiting below I'm I'm still waiting at 14. So I think that this technology is very nascent. Um, earnings will not be uh, supportive at current levels. So wait it out, maybe 50% lower for Bloom Energy. I have, um, I have a very little understanding on TME. TME is Tencent Music Entertainment. Great chart, agree, going all-time highs. Um, I showed to some of the charts, like, so I have this, uh, I'll, show you, I'll show you a few things. So Tencent Music Entertainment is going to report, um, actually reported, finished already. Um, they signed a multi-year strategic license agreement for a joint music label in China. Um, but they're, they actually didn't do well on their earnings front. Um, the companies operating the highly popular music apps like QQ Music, Google Music, Google Music, and We Sing. So it makes money on virtual gifts. Platform consists of online music, online karaoke, live streaming services. It reminds me a lot of Douyu and Huya. It's just that this is more of a music centric. So um, uh, just like Huya Douyu, which is um, esports centric. Actually, 
Who do you do you and who yours are gonna merge and uh, this June twenty twenty one, and they're gonna report the numbers tonight. So I'd argue that most of these companies, um, it is like so you're seeing here, of course, very bullish chart. But I think that the chart bullishness was um more on the JV rather than the earnings. So uh, I won't pretend that I studied the TME. Uh, I, I, I just put it on watch list because um, I could see the strength of the chart. But in terms of all-time highs, I'm more confident on KBH. In terms of earnings, KB Homes is going to report this month. Um, Tencent's going to report tomorrow. So I'm, I'm more bullish on those names. I'm also going to look at Ehang's earnings next week, uh, the EVTOL player. Um, I'd be looking at that. Even if it's an expensive company from a valuation standpoint, uh, I know that they're just earning some or revenues are just less than 10 to $20 million. But I'm more interested on certain sectors rather than TME. TME uh, will remind, uh, I think TME, I would compare it to Doyu Huya Bilibili in terms of valuation standards. So I haven't done a comparison, but that's how I'll think about it. Uh, as, as well as YY, because these are all live streaming platforms. In terms of the live streaming, I'd prefer personally to just own Agora. I've already studied Agora. Current levels of API at about $58, $59 is an attractive position for me. New Technologies, NIU is an e-scooter friendly company, um, doing well in Europe and China. I haven't uh, read earnings. Has Have they reported earnings already? Let's see. Because... Um, so so we will uh, approximately see earnings, right? So this was March 10. Yeah, uh, so strong earnings, right? But people sold it down. Yeah, usually right now, I'd argue that with the choppy markets, uh, even with growth, even with growth, people would actually um, dump you, just like what happened with Futu. Um, even with growth with Futu and Pintuato, high growth and high valuations do not mix right now. So um, just be careful in... Um, in high growth numbers. For new technologies, I'll be okay about 28, 29. Uh, currently still, how much is it? 40. So yeah, weighted out about 30% lower. It is listing in Hong Kong. What is the impact on share price? Oh, so perhaps maybe that's the reason why it went all-time high. Um, I, I only saw that, um, that TME was going up because of the JV. So I thought it was the JV because the earnings were bad. Um, but generally speaking, if it's a dual listing, I don't think that um, I don't think there's anything wrong with the dual listing, except that at the end of the day, you have to compare TME's valuation today versus the market cap. I mean, let's see. Let's let's do a let's let's do a quick uh, let's do a quick market cap evaluation of Tencent. Um, so renews license deal with Warner Music. So it's more like um. We sing, they've got 800 million users, 120 million paying subscribers. Ka Shun Pang. Okay, so live streaming. Okay, let's take a look at the. I haven't studied it, so um, I, I couldn't. Um, so Tencent now owns 9% of Spotify. They also three have three quarters of that stake is owned by Tencent and the remaining quarter by TME. So um, there is a value perhaps on, uh, on the growth of, I mean, music is life. I would argue that. So I, I do believe that the same, the, the same qualification that I do uh, subscription services on, on, on Spotify, would, I would argue that there will be a lot of people who'd still, um, who'd still buy music or subscribe for music in a monthly perspective. 
So um, they have joined with Big Three Records. I think this is the bigger reason why Tencent Music Entertainment went up. Uh, there's this news that um, all the re records, so they now have, it's like a library in, in a way. It's like Spotify of China, if you could argue that. Um, music streaming arm of Tencent has already tightened with all the big three, Warner Music, Universal Music Group, and Sony. So they have all three now. So there's practically monopoly for TME when it comes to music. Um, alongside the deal, they've signed multi-year licensing agreement and extension of their decade-long collaboration. Family of music streaming apps collectively demanding 622 million monthly active users. Pay ratio has been low with 9%. Yeah, it's low compared to Spotify because Spotify is 50%. 50% of Spotify users are actually paying subscribers. Um, TME right now also has another major revenue stream, which is social entertainment. Um, with their karaoke app, We Sing, which is monetizing through the sale of virtual gifts, mirroring a real-life fan idol interaction. So it's, this one is the Douyu equivalent of, um, of what they're doing. The segment is right now contributing $850 million in a quarter, uh, which is a double generating from user subscription and digital music sales. Let's take a look at how, um, how the market cap of TME is, TME market cap. I just don't need to compare. Okay, so it has tripled almost from 15 million, 15 billion to about 50 billion. Uh, almost times almost times three point plus plus. So almost 60 billion. At current levels, uh, you'd argue that Spotify might have a better um, risk reward if you're a music fan. But um, either way, I think there's, there's a lot to uncover on how huge the virtual gifting market is. So if uh, 50 billion, that means that you're paying something like 10 times price to sales right now on TME, which, which is, you know, um, I, I, don't, I don't think that Huya Douyu, which also gets the same level of revenues growing 100% as well, is, is that expensive. So esports and music are both social, uh, but I don't think that it is as expensive. I'd argue that if you like the virtual gifting realm, the live streaming realm, there's a there's a way that's cheaper. Um, Agora is one, which is just on the on the interface, uh, because pretty sure all those Tencent Music Entertainment apps, WeSing, QQ Music, all of those would own Agora. Will be using Agora. Um, what do you think about SPRT Sprout? Sprout Social is that it? I didn't study Sprout though. It's a is it a digital advertising something? I didn't study Sprout. Ah, sorry, Support Com Inc. What is this? Uh, Support Com Inc. Is this a new IPO? Sorry, I have no idea what it is. So, uh, so what the what is this? SPRT definition. Uh, the stock. Hey, sorry, Support Com Inc. Oh, it's a Bitcoin miner. Uh, okay, so is this like a, like a pseudo SPAC? Uh, I don't know what it is, sorry. Mm, it's a technical support company by Mark Pincus. Mark Pincus as in the NVIDIA, uh, the, the Zynga. Is that the same Mark Pincus? Uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is the Mark Pincus. Alright, so it went 200% up because of a Bitcoin miner. Um, so it's more like a SPAC play, no? Um... I think like right now, you usually after a two hundred percent surge, these packs are usually sold on that news. So in the short term, I don't think you have uh, an ability to make money on it. 
But um, if you really like it, probably there's so many Bitcoin miners in the world. You're, you have more choices than just simply SPRT. Last news, it's already 40 minutes. Uh, I won't be able to answer all of the questions. Um, what do you think about Xiaomi, US and EU affecting Chinese stocks massively? Um, I'd argue that Xiaomi right now 27 is expensive. Um, not much upside. Probably people would sell it first. How about Tata Motors? There's news that Tata Motors and Tesla wants to team up, but no clarification on that. Either way, we saw a reversal on Tata Motors. So I think that Tata Motors would always get bought out. Um, this is Tata Motors chart. Uh, we argued that there is a reversal here. So any drops on Tata Motors at about 19, 18, 17 would have a real buyer there. I mean, I don't think you can get 14 anymore. So it's a bullish front on Tata Motors. Um... What are your thoughts on Michael Burry's prediction? Um, I think that um, I would argue that his uh, his caution is correct. And uh, the people who don't listen to him are just really dancing on knife's edge. So and that said, of course, the market will digest all the information at a sooner or later time. So you'll just see how the markets will react on it's not about Michael Burry, really. It's not about whether a hedge fund manager or Charlie Munger. It's not, it's, not, it's not just one. It's really about many collision. You have to listen to what China's saying, what Biden's doing, what each company is doing. And end of the day, decide whether that company is specific for you or should you actually um, be more cautious rather than bullish. But in general, I'd say that caution is still required for, for an entire portfolio. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.